1: So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Time to BS Podcast, part of the Unhidden Sports Network, Now, to thank the sponsors who support this show. Are you looking for your team's favorite gear at the best prices? Look no further than Fanatics.com. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of the Unhinged Sports Network and Time to BS Podcast. Fanatics has some great deals all day, every day. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. U Stadium is home to the best sports fans around. Chat and debate with fans every day and win some great prizes along the way. You Stadium has supported us since the very beginnings of our show at the Days of the Sports Cave, and you can support them too. Download You Stadium on Apple and Google today. Time to BS Studios is home to Time to BS Podcasts, The Sports Cave, and BS Sessions. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Time to BS Podcasts for updates on future episodes. The Sports Cave streams live weekly on YouTube, and BS Sessions is home to the realest talk around. Join the BS Army and follow us on our journey today. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to all those advertisements. Now, as they always say in theaters, enjoy the show, guys.
2: It's time to BS.
1: That would be nice. Just classic
3: fucking, you start on the top, I start on the bottom wrestling. I love it. (laughs) 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 I love it. I personally would want to be on the bottom if it's Scott Steiner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Dude, so much editing to do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we fucking made
2: it. It's time to BS.
1: It's not one of my uh, my proudest moments. That's Imagine for sure. You paid the price this Sunday for it. You paid the Piper. Yes, oh, all yeah. all oh, thank you, karma. The Church karma of Josh Allen. Is-
2: Yes, yes, the, the church of Josh Allen.
4: We're of we're Josh Allen. Allen. Sins against you. Yes, the church of Josh
5: Allen is is not pleased with me right now. A U Stadium podcast. Christ,
4: I <coughs> uh, still struggling? Ja. <coughs> <coughs>
1: and part of the Unhinged
2: Sports Network.
1: And now to
2: start your weekend with us. It's, it's time, time to, to BS. BS.
1: guys are familiar with how we're doing this shit, then you probably know exactly how this is going to go. Welcome to episode 109 of Time to BS Podcast, live on the Unchained Sports Network. we got you covered here for the next two hours, prime time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, every Friday night. Uh, I'm here, Daniel Smooth is here, John is here in the Cruise Cave. Joining us is the newest member of the bullshit department, or the BS Army, however the hell you want to call it, uh, resident Colts fan, JT. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Welcome aboard, man. Welcome aboard. It's good to good to have you on, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to have you on. So, who's ready to talk some sports and bullshit? we got game two of the finals on... Well, not yet. Not yet, but it's it's pregame, it's it's pregame bullshit. But uh, we'll start things off by talking about the now back-to-back asterisk Stanley Cup champions in the Tampa Bay Lightning.
5: That was the worst final I ever saw. That was bad. It was the worst one I could think of. Bad. At least they didn't get swept. At least they didn't get swept. Yeah, that, that's what matters. They, they the swept. worst five-game series I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> we've seen finals. some pretty bad that was Stanley brutal. Cup final series.
1: I mean, there was Nashville and Pittsburgh from a few years ago. Yeah, it was, it was that was really, bad, right? Right, you yeah, it was really bad, right? Yeah, that was really bad. That was really bad. But, uh, but this
5: takes the cake to me. Yeah, this was, this was bad. Games one and two. Now,
1: it comes in show, to show my Islander homer in this... Uh, that yeah. was the real finals. That was the Islanders and Todd Lightning was the real final. That was such a good series. Yeah. The, the Islanders gave them everything they could handle. Well, yeah, they had, they gave everything they could handle. Yeah. Back-to-back conference finals. Yeah, that was the real finals. Yeah, back-to-back like, conference finals. I don't
5: care what it says, that was the real finals. That was
1: all. Oh, coming from a Ranger fan, that's amazing. <laughs> that was the real finals. I went from a Ranger fan. I mean... JT, I mean, you don't watch a ton of hockey other than the Rangers, right? So. No,
3: I don't follow, I follow the Rangers closely, but I don't follow hockey closely. What do you
1: think of the Rangers? I mean, because we didn't discuss this last week when Gerard Galaga hired. Yeah, we kind of
5: skipped we over skipped that. We skipped over that. What the hell? What There's so much else going that's on. That's a good hire, though. It's a great hire. That's a great hire. It's I'm really all fair. I mean, that's... That's a fantastic move. It's an actual pro coach to coach pro players. However, here's the thing: the
1: Rangers are gonna are gonna follow the same spiel that the Panthers did and the Knights did to fire him in two years. Yeah, they need to keep the tradition alive. And they keep the, and then for some reason he's gonna coach the Kraken. Where did the Rangers pick in a draft this year? Uh fifteenth. Yeah, pretty deep. Out of the out of the yeah, the they didn't get luck. They're fun. out of the lottery. I know that yeah. for a fact. But the Kraken, I know I have the second pick. The Sabres have the first pick. The Sabres are going to fuck this up. I know they are. <laughs> the Sabres? The Sabres are going to fuck this up. But one thing's for sure, they're going to trade Jack Eichel.
5: Man, the Sabres are the Timberwolves of the NHL. Carefully, he's a
1: Timberwolves fan also.
5: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. God bless you, man. <laughs> God bless you. I don't
1: know how you do it.
3: It's hard, man. It's really hard. I'm sorry. We're,
1: we're, I'm a Nick fan, so I can't yeah. really say shit. He's a fan of the Thunder, so... Yeah,
3: at least we got Carl Anthony Towns and oh, Anthony Edwards.
1: God. Carl Anthony Towns, man. By the way, Anthony Edwards sure won rookie of the year.
5: He sure played the whole season. He played the whole season!
1: but because it's Lonzo Ball, and then the NBA wanted to stick balls in their mouth.
5: Mm, the you know, the NBA is always going to have some bullshit going on. Of course. Of course. It's professional sports. Now...
1: We did. I don't think we talked about last week when uh, Tampa Bay eventually reached the final.
5: Uh, they cheated. Yeah. Oh, that might be actually the biggest bullshit in all. They fucking cheated. Sports.
3: I mean, they were eighteen million over the salary. Eighteen yeah. yeah.
5: million over the salary. The because they fucking cheated. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the no biggest, one talks the most about blatant that. cheating I've ever seen.
1: No, they they were like, I mean, Vegas was over the cap, but not that much.
5: Yeah, Tampa took it to a different level.
1: Yeah, it was just bad. But uh, oh, it, it makes me in pain more for my yeah. own team that will get the tattoo on my bicep for. Oh, such shame, such disappointing shame. Trevor Bauer. What the fuck, Trevor Bauer, man? It's
5: the way things go.
1: JT. Yeah. Trevor Bauer. It's just the way it goes. I don't
5: know what's wrong with him, man
1: what the fuck did Something you see head. I, I was on with uh, with Mike on his show last night I read the article don't read it don't read that article JT don't read that article I won't don't read that article
5: that makes me want to read it man. don't read it
1: man I, yo you've seen some fucked up shit I know you have I, JT less, less less a degree yeah. probably I don't know have you
3: I'm not a big baseball fan
1: that's oh. unfortunate so fortunate
5: it might be eye-opening
1: it was disturbing I mean he what do you think by the way as Jimmy Butler is on this commercial right here, he totally clapped Jason Rachel Nichols uh,
5: he totally did hey, like, you didn't you see the video
1: did you
3: no I didn't like, see the video you didn't see
1: the video okay so there was a video of uh, Rachel Nichols oh. doing an interview with a, yeah it's oh, bad yeah I it's the bad yeah it's bad Oh, yeah it's bad but Rachel Nichols did an interview with uh, Jimmy Butler on the Miami Heat, and they were giving smirks towards each other. And I looked at it for five minutes. I was like, "These two definitely fucked." Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Who wouldn't
5: fuck Rachel Nichols? Uh, she's if they forty-seven.
1: Could. I just found this out yesterday. She is forty-seven years old. You're
5: telling me you've never craved cougar before? <laughs> like you never like wake up and you're like, "Oh, I'm craving cougar." <laughs>
1: JT, this is John. <laughs> yeah, <I see. laughs> You'll get along with him fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very nice guy. He is. He's a good yeah. guy. He is a good guy. Well, <laughs> I just found out yesterday. Like Rachel Nichols is definitely milf.
3: Yeah, I agree. Def- definitely milf. Definite milf.
1: Is it thundering outside? I don't know. I don't know. My computer just flashed like two seconds there. It's wild. Oh, that's crazy shit. Um, John. My opinion on the Yankees has remain the same.
5: Yeah, how trade
1: can? everyone. Trade.
5: They're just underwhelming everyone. No, because now they're not even winning series; they're just losing. They're series losing after I, series. Okay,
1: they they shot twelve home runs. They got shot twelve runs against the Mariners. Okay, whoop-de fucking do. Uh, that doesn't That doesn't anything. mean
5: shit. Because in the nineties and early two thousands, Joe Torre's mentality was win series, win series, win series. Yeah. And like he did that through whatever through defense, batting, feel anything. Yeah, yeah. You're a Mets fan. Hitchens. He's a Mets fan. He knows his shit. Yeah. Yeah. The Yankees had well balanced teams the last heyday they had. Oh yeah. Um, we're gonna shift
1: into a little topic that has been uh, going around on the unhinged group chat for quite some time. Uh, for the last two days, I did a poll, a poll question, the there a day. Uh, what is the all-time best pizza of all time? Mm. Now, there's, there are five choices here. And I don't know if you've had either of these five choices. Uh, Nonna's homemade, Italian pie. Like, or, or in this case, we can eliminate that and go Sicilian pie, like a classic Italian pie. No. New York, Detroit style, Chicago deep dish, and New England style. The only ex- the only exception in New England is Mister Connecticut, only exception.
4: Hmm.
1: So, gentlemen, best pizza of all time. I would
3: have to go with either New York or Detroit style. I think New York
1: style. New York is really good, though. Yeah, but there were people discussed, but like there were these they, these knuckleheads were saying like if 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 Neop- if Nepo- if Neapolitan pizza is not on there. This shouldn't even matter. And someone said, Italy. Italy is the, has the best pizza in the world.
5: Yeah, most definitely well, Italy. This is fucking Italian. No if shit. we're going for the world, it's If we're going for
1: the world perspective, I mean... I mean... You want the GT best Europe Italian right? thing? Yeah, Italian people make really good pizza. The Italians, you- I mean, I know it. I mean, well, you're Italian,
5: right? German? Yeah, I'm Italian, Italian, Italian,
3: German, Irish.
5: You're you're Italian, German, Irish? Hello, man. Same here. Italian? Italian and Dutch. You're Dutch? My mom's side. Where the hell did that come from? My mom's side. No shit. Everyone wonder how I have blue eyes?
1: That makes a ton of sense, actually, (laughs) doesn't (laughs) it, Tritty? Yeah.
5: That
1: makes. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Italian has blue eyes.
1: And pure (laughs) blonde.
3: Yeah, Long Island especially makes really good pizza. Oh, like there's some, some local really pizza. Really
1: good places. Pizza. like right yeah. here. Oh. Out, Nass- out
5: in Nassau, there's so many. Oh my god.
1: There's like, Gino's in New Hyde Park. Word. Like yeah. right in Bayport, Fur Cheese. Fur Cheese is really good. Yeah. Oh god. So there is, uh, for those of you who do not know on um, who are unfamiliar with our pizza joints here on the south shore of Long Island, on the way east side of the island, um, there is this pizza joint called Fur Cheese. There is this... You know, we used to go get pizza for lunch, what was it, like three times a week. Student deal going it was like $5 a yeah, slice. Yeah, you got like $5,
3: like $5 for, for two slices, slices uh, and, and a drink,
1: a free drink or some shit. It was awesome. But the point was, there was this specialty slice, chicken stroganoff mixed in there. Oh my god. Oh, oh there we go. My computer froze for like four seconds of course computer decides to fuck with me now didn't uh, they have a
3: barbecue chicken slice they did yeah, yeah. they do I oh, tried that it was really that good that one so flaps.
1: good so good there is a chicken Caesar slice like a Caesar salad slice that some, pe- that some pizza joints have I've a few Massapequa never... has good pizza too they do Massapequa's got good pizza I don't know how oh. far you've been JT to Massapequa
3: no I've had pizza in Iceland before from like Bono's po- Pizzeria is really good that's
1: good Gino's and Ron Cockum is also really good, too. In the dead center yeah. of the island. I know,
5: I went to this really good one in Roslyn the other day. I need think of the name. You were
1: all over the damn place. <laughs> I don't know, I know where on Long
3: island it is, now. but I know Little Vincent's is really good. Little Vincent's yeah, is really that's good. That's the Cold that's, uh, Cheese. That's, uh,
5: that's Nassau. Like nah, uh, it's Huntington. It's Huntington? Yeah, the Cold Cheese at Little Vincent's. Oh. Yeah, I think they
3: were even voted, like, the best pizza place on Long Island one year.
1: Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. What's another good uh, pizza joint that we know of? Jeez, there's, damn, there's a lot of so many end. on the island too, so many.
4: I've
3: had pizzas from the city before, not that impressive. I know. Uh, yeah, you have to like just go to the right a neighborhood. Search for that. I went for a few. I went to a few friends. So I think like it was called yeah. Pizza
5: Rama. Brooklyn's in good. In Brooklyn. Queens. Yeah, unless you eat pizza in Bushwick. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, or unless you go to Brownsville and eat pizza, it's not going to be good. Or Flatbush.
1: Flatbush Burk No, Burk in Flatbush
5: you got there's a one place on Flatbush Avenue I always go when I'm in Flatbush. Where is that? Peppa's. Really? Jamaican jerk chicken, my guy.
1: Jamaican Jamaican jerk chicken? Yeah. That sounds good.
5: For ten dollars you get some Jamaican jerk chicken, you get some rice, and you get a drink. That sounds
2: good.
1: Yeah, it's a good deal for Flatbush
5: too. <laughs> Flatbush Ave, it's right on Flatbush Avenue. That's a good of, deal it's in the heart of all the action, my guy That's a good deal. <laughs> I go. It's open day, night. It's open all the time. So we're gonna take
1: a quick break from pizza discussion and uh, answer some uh, poll questions that we did. Uh, JT, are you into barbecue by chance? Barbecue, yeah, it's pretty good. So there was this poll question we did called "What's the best barbecue of all time?" John could probably answer this. Uh, Texas, Kansas City, uh, South Carolina, Memphis, Kentucky, or Chicago? I'm going for Texas. I was going to say Texas, too. 45% say Kansas City. Really? Kansas barbecue is legendary. I haven't had it yet. I've I've had Louisiana style.
5: No, I can understand why people like Kansas City, but I like Texas personally.
1: I don't blame you. Memphis is good, too. Memphis seasoning is really good. Yeah. Chicago's not bad. Sh- you've had Chicago?
5: Yeah. No, yeah, I've never had I Chicago. I never knew Chicago
1: had barbecue until, like, two days ago. I didn't know that.
5: You yeah. did. I knew Chicago had pizza. Wow, is Chicago deep dish? What? The- Sh- did I- eh. Chicago's its whole own place, man. Chicago's <laughs> its
1: own weird place. It's its own city. Did you, did you know that they might be taking the Bears out of Soldier Field? It's crazy. Yeah, they might be taking the, the Bears of Soldier Field. Like relocating? Relocating the team out to of the suburbs to the suburbs of Chicago.
3: I think fans would hate that.
1: No shit. Except <laughs> the fans who live in the suburbs. The, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. First of all, why the hell would you? First of all, that field is sacred, man. Yeah, Soldier Field like is not as the as best as stadium. Any NFL team in the league. The, the Soldier Field is not like the best looking stadium now. But back in the eighties, man. That feels sick. They rigged it
5: with the renovation. That, that feels sick. some of the sacred. oldest franchises in the league? I think they, they're the oldest. They're,
1: I think they're the oldest franchise in the league. Yeah. yeah. Like 102 years? They beat the Packers. Yeah, and
5: they've been in the city of Chicago that whole time. That whole time. Whole time. Like, it wouldn't sit right there, like, live from, like, somewhere, Illinois, instead of live from Chicago. Yeah, fair point. Right on the lake, too. And, like, that's part of, like, going to Soldier Field is how to play on the lake creates I such got, windy conditions. I mean,
1: so the NFC, I mean, the northern stadiums in particular are legendary. Yeah. Free River Stadium back in the day in Pittsburgh was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think the this
3: most... What's up? I was going to say, I think the most infamous thing I remember about the Chicago Bears is a double doink in the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> that was probably the... I had
1: the Bears winning that game. That was probably so the I. worst ending to a playoff game I've ever seen. Too. Really? The worst playoff game ending I've the ever seen. The worst playoff game ending you've ever seen. I
3: mean, other than maybe the Colts defeating the Kansas City Chiefs when they were like down, what, 28-3?
5: to Or... I don't know, I'd say I don't maybe the Wildcard uh, No, in the, the Wildcard round. Six? The Bengals. Oh, They
1: were down 20, 28 points. Yeah, they were down like geez, 28 That was a great points. game, though.
3: And then there was the Falcons Super Bowl where they blew a the 25 oh point
5: lead. God. The Bengals Steelers may have been the worst The Bengals
1: Steelers may have been one of the. Because that Bengals team had Pittsburgh, they had them. Adam. That
5: was no, that, they played. They came out and played. Was that when Vontaze
1: Burfict got Vontaze like clock clocked Antonio Brown in the face? Yeah, that game was not necessary. even clocked him in the face. They clocked him in the shoulder. Yeah, it was like the shoulder unnecessary the roughness
3: penalty. I gave him the first. And down. then Adam
1: Jones brought, got another penalty, a personal foul penalty, which brought thirty yards. Yeah, fucking
3: Pac Man. <laughs> they blew that game just because they had two rowdy players who couldn't control themselves. And they had two well, Pac- Becker players. was
1: the same shit. No one talks about that because he's a receiver. Some people and He's get a giant to fan. Odell.
3: I mean, they didn't start talking about it until they saw Odell Beckham punching a fan. You know, breaking his hand when he lost to the Green Bay Packers in a wild card round. Yeah, people started
5: talking about Odell, like, you know, after the boat trip. Well, I knew Odell was a cancer after maybe his second year in the league. What, with the Josh Norman incident?
1: No, yes. I knew that the second he got into fights with Josh Norman and the Panthers... Um, at the time, in 2015, yeah, he's shaking his head, JT's shaking his head right now, because he had that Panthers team, he loved that Panthers team, man, you yeah. love that Carolina team, See, honestly, and I, I told you, I told you this that year, Denver was gonna beat them, I told you this, and yeah. you didn't listen to me, <laughs> I
3: really thought that Cam Newton was gonna win that Super Bowl, man. okay,
1: bro, okay, so, we can, we we can dissect that game a little, but, like, this past Super Bowl with Bo- Tampa Bay and Kansas City was the same shit as Super Bowl Fifty, and no one says anything same sh- about it. Yeah, it's the same, it's the sh-
5: same shit. Same shit as Super and Bowl Forty Eight. Before too. we recorded,
1: I told JT that I do not trust Kansas City in long term because it's the same shit that the Panthers went through. The same shit. Those two offenses rely on the long ball, and they're one dimensional team. They are. They're one dimensional. And a good team.
5: defense. Shows and a
1: good defense. De- de- KC doesn't have a fucking defense. No. I mean, to a degree they do, but like... Not like Tampa Bay's defense. Not like defense. Tampa Bay's defense.
5: Tampa. Look at Tampa Bay's defensive lineup, and then look at Kansas City's. And yeah, they State got, got three guys.
1: casey has got three guys. And then look at Tampa
5: Bay. They're they stacked
1: got like on ten. defense. They got like ten. Like six Pro Bowlers on that same team. Yeah. Levante Davis, the man, by the way.
3: Yeah, that Tampa Bay, de- Tampa Bay defense is just unfair. Did yeah, you, you have, Did to you do have Kansas City winning that game? I mean, I had him winning the game because I wanted to see Mahomes defeat Brady and, like, further cement his legacy. That wasn't going to happen. As, like, one of the better quarterbacks to exist at the time. What? I mean, at the time, Mahomes was, like, what, the best quarterback in the league for the past two years?
1: He's got a point there. He's got a point, but at the same time, that game is over. That game, game was over the second Fisher and Schwartz were out of that game. The two the two KC tackles. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but you kind of predicted. Yeah,
5: once the tackles were out of the game, the defense was gonna of course <laughs> the, go. Todd wild. Bowles was like, "Yes, excellent." I <laughs> think yeah. Todd Bowles really got the right job. They did. They did. Yeah, Todd Bowles got the right job going oh, for Tampa Bay. Oh, oh shit! Ahead. I'm responding. There I hate go.
3: to say it, but I wouldn't put it past Kansas City to make it to a third Super Bowl this They're year. They're not gonna do no. it. They're not
1: gonna do Why it. Why can't they? Have they, they have, have Mahomes. They, they what? They have less depth this year. They have less depth. Right, he's, got, have, he's got, you there. Yeah,
5: you need a whole team. That'd be like saying the oh, Green decent, that gonna make okay, it to so Sunday. They, they still have a decent O line. They have Tyreek Hill Sammy O-line. Watkins. Travis Watkins. Kelsey. Watkins is on the Ravens now. Yeah, Watkins is gone. Oh, he's on the Ravens. Yeah, they have. It's, they don't really have wide receivers. They don't have that many wide receivers Kill. anymore.
1: I mean, they got Byron Pringle, but that's a And Tyreek Hill and Hardman. Who, by the way, Tyree Kill's a piece of shit. Yeah,
3: that he is. Do you remember that shit? Yeah, about the video of he him. and. His, his
1: kid and his girl up. Yeah. yeah the and there was the Oklahoma State. How the fuck him. that man is still in the league? I don't know. Oklahoma Shooter fan, by the way. You'll get to know him a lot more. He's an Oklahoma Shooter fan. So that OK yeah, State, went, Oklahoma blood is real. Yeah, I
5: went to OU. <laughs> I went to OU until I got kicked out of OU. You have
1: ki- I didn't know that.
5: Mm, the fraternity days That's right. Never mind <laughs> No, I remember. <laughs> Enhanced interrogation guy. Oh, used. God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus.
3: Um, no, I'm saying is if Patrick Mahomes gets to the playoffs, who do you take over him in a shootout? Josh because, Allen. Because, yeah, they don't have defense. Josh Allen. Easy. Josh Allen.
1: That's easy. Mm. Josh Allen. I would take Josh Allen. If he couldn't beat him last year. Because mm-hmm. Buffalo didn't have a defense. Okay. JT, I know you're sorted into this. <laughs> No, a, what do you mean? JT, I think the Chiefs
5: go to the Super Bowl. John, JT, huh. okay. Does Buffalo make that game? Cl- Mahomes does has one less person to throw to. You double cover, even Kel- either Kelsey or um, Tyree Kill. Okay, Buffalo. If Buffalo
1: is not the best team in the AFC by next year, they're going to be like second. Yeah, and best. Kansas
5: City's up against the Caps so that are just going to continue. Buffalo lose the went
1: thirteen and three with one of the hardest schedules in the league. I'm not even a Bills guy. I have a Josh Allen jersey. So I love that
3: guy. Uh,
5: he was legit last
3: You know, as a Colts fan, I hate to admit it, but I really think the Titans give the Chiefs a good challenge. Oh for the love of God, he's hooked up Julio Jones, isn't no, he? No, I'm not hooked on Julio Jones. You I said
1: just... this before recording. You said Julio Jones is gonna that, that Ryan Tannehill.
5: Yeah. Ryan Ryan Tannehill,
1: Tannehill going to give a challenge to the you Chiefs. S- Ryan Tannehill. Please tell me more, JT, how Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback in that division, is going to lead the Titans, the Titans, to a Super Bowl. I didn't do say tell. he was
3: going to lead them to a Super Bowl. I said he could give the, the Chiefs a challenge in the playoffs. Okay, do tell. Look, look, because, give yeah. yourself five If right, you're making the Chiefs give, have to okay.
1: be the juggernaut. Let's no, everyone shut up and let's give, let's give JT the floor to himself to explain himself and so he can save his ass from... I... You know, certain death. I really believe that last season, Ryan Tannehill was
3: a top-ten quarterback. Derek Henry was probably the best running back in the league. and of had yeah. They had A.J. Yeah. Well, awesome nice. Brown, who was had at least 10 yards. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and now they have Julio Jones, a guy okay. who went healthy, leads the league in receiving yards, or is second in the league in receiving yards every single year. He was probably the best receiver since Antonio Brown, before Antonio Brown declined. So, perfect. The offense still. has gotten the team to a Super Bowl before. I've seen it happen. we have seen still, it with the Falcons. The Falcons is not that much of a defense. They beat people with offense.
1: Bang! Mike Breen's on him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> That's going to be an intro. That's going to be an exit clip right there. Oh, God. <laughs> JT, you're going to fit in perfectly. <laughs> I had to give that respect to Mike Breen. Mike Breen, like... How would you, uh, how would Mike Breen re- recite your sex life? Bang! <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> but, like, okay, you're a Colts fan. Yeah. You are a Colts fan. Yeah. I understand you do not like the Carson Wentz trade. Not a fan of it. But you're not could, a fan of it. He could do decent. But I'm not saying he's
3: going to be a top ten quarterback. Maybe top fifteen. He's
1: not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's in the right situation, I'll say he that. Is in the, He's in the best situation possible for him. Like, he's got
3: ar- arguably the best offensive line in the league. The best, ar- he
1: does have the best offensive line in the league.
3: A receiver who is, you know, on the decline, but could still get it done in T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, that's true. Michael Pittman, who wasn't bad last year, had like 45 catches for about 500, 550 yards. Good tight end too. And in the playoffs versus the Bills, Michael Pittman had 100-something 100, 100 yards. He's a rising star. They've got a great running back core. Jonathan Taylor last year was third in, the, third in rushing as a rookie.
1: By the way, uh, John, I told JT before we started recording that the, that the Colts have two 1,500-yard rushers in their backfield. And Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. I can't you see want a to team. slap me.
3: I can't see a team rushing for 3,000 yards in a season. Hey,
5: the Ravens did it twice! Hey, with the way Carson Reds might be playing, that might no, be what I, they have to do. Way. I the can't Seahawks me. did
1: it in 2017!
5: No, let me put it this way. 18, I can't see
3: my me. team rushing for 3,000 yards in a season.
1: Okay. That's acceptable. I can't. Your quarter,
5: yeah, if Carson Wentz doesn't regain his form, though, they'll have to do that if they want to win games.
1: Oh, like Carson Wentz is a better quarterback when he has a running game. They didn't
5: have that with Philadelphia for a long yeah. time.
1: It'll become like the Jacoby
3: Brissett situation. At first, he was doing well. They were like 5-2 and two in Jacoby Brissett's first seven games. And eventually, he just started to decline rapidly, couldn't make open reads, and people realized this. Realized they couldn't. He couldn't throw the deep ball, and they loaded the box with so eight players in the box almost every single down. They couldn't run the ball. If the same thing happens with Carson once, and he starts off hot, then goes to decline people will stack the box versus Carson Wentz and dare him to
5: burn them deep. Just from what I saw of Carson Wentz last year, it did not look good. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he can really recover. No, he
1: hasn't recovered probably since the ACL tear. Yeah, he's never been the same. He hasn't been the same.
5: He's he's been on a consistent decline, as a matter of fact. So,
1: if you were in the front office situation, if you were in the front office of the Colts, who would you have traded for? JT. Would I have
3: traded for Who would you trade for?
1: As, as starting quarterback, or would you or what would you have done as the GM of the Colts? Picture yourself in Chris Boward's shoes. What would you have done?
3: That's a really tough question because there's so many good quarterbacks in the league, but if I was going to trade for a specific quarterback, I'd probably try to get Matthew Stafford. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'd probably try to get Matthew Stafford. I don't blame him on that. I don't, I don't think
1: Stafford's going to do shit with the Rams, though.
3: Like, the, Stafford's never had an offensive line, and he almost put up 5,000 yards in a season before.
1: He did 5. He did 2011. Oh,
3: that wasn't positive on that. But he would let the league on fire with Indianapolis. That's... He would be a monster. Not an MVP candidate, but he'd be maybe top seven quarterback in the league, I'd
1: bet. That's a fair point. But still, I mean... 4,500 yards. Yeah, that's a decent point. That's Matthew
3: a- Stafford's a little bit old, but he could still play for like the next five, six years and be that guy to maybe bring them to a Super Bowl. That Rams
1: team is interesting, though. Speaking of Matthew Stafford. I don't know what to make of the Rams. John, what would you, what would you have done if you were in the shoe of the Colts?
5: Honestly, I probably would have had to trade for Stafford too Because when you think of who's available Like, there wasn't really much better Yeah, that's a fair point point. And the Colts are a team in the position of contention with the right quarterback, I believe That's a good point, actually. So, if I were them, I would have gone for Stafford I understand the wrench thing due to the connection to Frank Reich But I feel like from what I've seen or of wrench it might be beyond repair Or Nick Foles I would have, I would have done Nick Foles or, oh, Honestly, Walton. yeah, maybe I would have taken the flyer on Andy Dalton
1: Okay, JT, he's lost his mind. <laughs> Just
5: because it would be cheaper than paying Carson Wentz. That's a
1: fair point. By the way, what was Chicago thinking by signing Andy Dalton?
5: I what does Chicago thinking? Period. Well, Ryan Pace is
1: the general manager, so I can't really say shit about that.
5: Yeah, the Dalton signing made no sense to me. When yeah, and the
1: trade, the- and the trade, a couple firsts for Justin
5: Fields. Yeah.
3: I mean, look who they signed before. They've signed Nick Foles. They had Jay Cutler for a while.
5: Well, they traded for... Nick Foles, Foles. Andy Dalton, Jay Cutler. No, like Jay just Cutler just was a weird situation, man. I'll uh, tell you that. No, I
3: was just listening to the quarterbacks that They had Nick Foles, you know, Jay Cutler, and they even had Mike Glennon.
1: I remember that like mm. yesterday. I it's been cut, it Mike Glennon. <laughs> Mike Glennon, at one point, was being considered yeah. by Peter King to lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a division title. Peter King... He made that prediction, and to, I remember this. Mike Glennon, it was Josh the year Josh McCown signed. Was I think it was twenty fourteen? Look it up. Someone look it up. Josh McCown when he signed with the with the Bucks after after going on a tear with the Bears in twenty thirteen. Peter King predicted the Bucks to go eleven and five and win the NFC South that same year. Two and fourteen. I kid you not. I kid you fucking not.
5: <laughs> the mic. I remember the mic Glenn here.
1: JT, you looking at it up.
3: Yeah, I was trying to. No. I can't
1: find it. You can't find it. Look, 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 look up it. Peter King's uh, Sports Illustrated NFL predictions for uh, twenty the twenty fourteen season. It's hysterical.
5: The Mike Glennon Buccaneers. Oh my God, so bad. Yeah, the Bucks kind of had that little round of quarterbacks before Winston. That was so bad. Because um, as bad as Winston was, he was the best quarterback the Bucks had in years. Since Brad Johnson, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> when you have the likes of Chris Sims, Josh Freeman, Mike Glennon, McCann, King. Was it
1: Todd King? I can't remember that. There was a bunch. There was too many quarterbacks in Tampa Bay. Jesus yeah. Christmas. Oh God! I remember
5: Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman. I have his jersey. <laughs> I have Josh Freeman's jersey. And then the jersey needs the Josh Freeman Vikings jersey. What happened? Who's, oh, okay, it's commercials.
1: Okay, it's commercials. You
5: need a Josh Freeman Vikings jersey. God, that was <laughs> a fun
1: one. That oh. game was a classic. It was great. Um,
5: Like, quite possibly the worst performance ever on Monday Can we hear night.
1: JT's Super Bowl prediction first? Because you mentioned a certain NFC team before we started recording. You didn't mention the AFC team, so mention your AFC team first.
3: All right, well, the team I previously stated, I think, is going to make an appearance
1: as the Kansas City Chiefs. Durr. That's yeah, be, That's yeah, a lot AFC. of people think. And then your NFC team is?
3: Well... I just think that this is a surprise pick, and I'm doing it for all the New York fans out there. I think it's going to be the Giants. Mm, I'm a (laughs) a
5: Giants fan. (laughs) I I just like to believe it, I'm a a Giants fan, fan and I'm not making that pick. They yeah. had a good all season. Though. I'm a, I'm also an, I'm a Giants fan. I'm also though, a degenerate aside, gambler, the degenerate gambler in me is not going to bet on the Giants. No, I wouldn't either. No, I was that.
3: going to say, realistically though, the realist inside me says if Aaron Rodgers returns to Green Bay and there's no problems there, probably the Packers.
1: I don't know about the Packers either.
3: And they just made it to the NFC Championship game last year, and they
1: should have won it. So, if not for for Aaron fucking Rodgers. <laughs> And a lot. Okay, you you I you watched that game. You yeah. and I were talking back and forth during that game, John. You, John, you and I watched that game. Yeah. You came over for the AFC Championship. Game. Yeah. What did I say? The, the the Packers picked off Tom Brady not once, not twice, three times. What did they do? Fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. They did not nothing. The thing. Absolutely nothing. They should have won that game. They had the, they had the Bucks right where they wanted them, and they did nothing, nothing. But at the, I don't know about the Packers. I I don't think I, I still don't see Green Bay as like this world beater of a team. Yeah, Perfect. that the NFC's deep though. It is. Okay, let's look over the Packers roster What's AFC's
5: right? looking good, too.
1: How oh, are the Rodgers? Thir- okay, it's not terrible. Their receiving core is not terrible. Uh, Adams, Dallas, Scandley is really good. St. Brown, Lazard, Rodgers. Ah, eh, it's not terrible.
5: Honestly, I, I feel that depending on where the AFC is looking. and uh, NFC, I mean. The NFC, the way it's looking, I feel like the safest pick might be Tampa still. Because they still have that defense. Yeah. They still have that defense, and and I don't really trust the Rams. The Seattle, I don't think, has the team to make it. Go on. I think that, and I don't think anyone in the NFC East automatically you're ruling out. Washington. Like I don't think any of one in the NFC East is ready to make that jump. I feel like that's the not as much. Nope. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the AFC though might be interesting. The AFC is gonna be fun. No, the AFC is the AFC is gonna be fun. Yeah, Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Kansas City. I think I have, have all have a shot. What about the Chargers? Um, no. Give it another year. Give it another year for the Chargers. You and give it two years. All right. Yeah. I do have
1: That's a fair point. All right, so we've reached our first hour mark. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will see you guys in hour two while we watch a little bit of the finals. Uh, Game two of the NBA Finals with Milwaukee and Phoenix. By the way, John fucking called it. All right, see you (laughs) in a bit, guys.
2: It's time to BS.
1: We all should give a celebratory Ric Flair woo. Woo! Woo! Woo!
2: A U-Stadium Podcast.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Time to BS Podcast. Uh, Joining me for the beginning part of this show is Troy Adams, who, if you are familiar with the Unhinged Network, you know who this is. Host of the Main Event Marks Podcast on the Unhinged Sports Network. Troy, how you doing, man?
0: Pretty good. How you doing, man?
1: Not too bad. Thanks for taking your time to do this. This is uh this will be fun. This will be fun for a little bit. <laughs> uh,
0: oh yeah, man. Any time to uh, any chance to talk wrestling, especially uh retro wrestling, I'm I'm definitely down for it.
1: Oh, so the reason why Troy is here is for a couple of reasons. One, he's probably one of the biggest wrestling, you know, knuckleheads I know. Uh you know, I've gotten to know you for a short time and you know and you know your stuff.
0: Um but also I try
1: yet <laughs> but also this week is the as we're recording this is the 25th anniversary of the birth of the new world order the nwo in wcw um which you can make a fair argument is the biggest heel turn in the history of wrestling
0: yeah yeah i really i mean off the top of my head i can't think of any other uh i mean you could put stone colds WrestleMania 17 heel turn up there, but it didn't go well. So, you know, whereas Hogan's went phenomenally well.
1: What about Triple H portraying DX and going to evol- and forming evolution? What about that one?
0: Uh that one the the turn wasn't like memorable for me. Like DX was kind of a shell of its former self. People were, I mean, I was personally looking around like, why is this? group even still going other than to prop up triple h and yeah it just i don't know when d x broke up i was like yeah it—it's time. it's time it's been time you know and triple h was a heel most of his career so that wasn't a, a big deal
1: now you were uh what can you tell the audience about your memory of the birth of the nwl when it was first happening, because it was it's July seventh, nineteen ninety 96 Okay, tw- my match is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I should, um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. what was what was your memory of that episode? Of WCW, Go, like, what was your expectations going to that match, and the shocker to find out what Hogan did?
0: Well. To be honest with you, like I'll be honest right out the gate. I honestly didn't, because I was about to turn six at this time. I was a couple months away from turning six. I didn't start watching wrestling at this time. It was about a year later when I actually started watching. And the NWO was going strong at that point. So I I have to watch it all in retrospect and kind of go back. Now, my co-host, Greg, he was old enough. He was watching. He remembered it. And he said he did not guess that he didn't even think possibly passingly that it was Hogan until Hogan was walking, like physically walking to the ring, and then he's like, "I feel like something's gonna happen. Like Hogan's gonna turn. Like what else could this be? You know." Oof. But
1: the
0: end of me-
1: history. What was that?
0: Oh, no, uh, nothing. Uh, just, I know the, uh, the other, I mean, looking back at it, uh, retrospect, trying to put yourself in like not the I know what's going to happen mindset and trying to go from a, I wonder what's going to happen. You know, trying to put yourself in that situation. Like I would have guessed it was Luger because if anybody watches like the Luger, nobody could trust Luger, not even his best friend sting, uh, going from the time he debuted at the first ever Monday Nitro in 95 uh, to a year later, he was supposed to be on Sting and Macho Man's side. Macho Man was always wary of him. Sting was, always tried to have his back even when he screwed him over. True. And then in the match itself, Luger was taken out within the first couple of minutes because it was supposed to be a six-man tag. But the outsiders didn't have their third man. They said, We can we can handle this on our own. The third man will be here, whatever. And Luger got hung up in the corner, held by Nash. Sting did a scorpion or did a Stinger splash on him and it accidentally knocked Luger out. And they had to stretcher Luger out. So it became a two on two match at that point. And so that made every that made me, if I was in that situation, I would have been like, Well, it's Luger. He's gonna come back out. He's faking it. He's going to come back out. He's the third man. But he was not. And I feel like that would have... I love Luger, but I feel like that would have flopped.
1: <laughs> now, uh, what's his face? Jeez, um, because I'm cause my my knowledge of the NWO, I remember when Hogan... Now, keep in mind, here, I'm 23, so I, I wasn't around when the NWO first formed. Right. So he, uh, my dad could probably tell me when he watched that episode of WCW. When he watched that show, he did not see that coming because he always saw Hogan as the good guy. You know, proud to be an American. You know, he was everyone's favorite wrestler. And yeah, when he saw when that Hogan leg dropped Randy Savage, it was like. What just happened here?
0: Because right,
1: it, like the next closest one was probably Seth Rollins betraying the Shield to join the Authority.
0: Yes, okay, that's that's another top one for sure. Yeah, this I mean Hogan. Well, first of all, the the, the show that this all happened on that you're alluding to is uh Bash the Beach 1996, Bang. and that, that one. And uh, I actually not to get a sneak a cheap plug in here, but that's actually what me and Greg reviewed on the latest episode of uh, Made Event Marks that just dropped this past Wednesday. As as uh, you know, the show is coming out, so uh, that's you know my little cheap plug there. That it's a <laughs> nice little hour and a half where we talked about uh, you know the the first half of the of the podcast is kind of us going through the news of time. I always dig up news, news articles from the time period, uh, like wrestling news, not just, you know, in general news. And then we kind of ran down the event and the event was good, but it wasn't like, you know, so like groundbreaking. Holy crap. This is one of the greatest shows of all time. I mean, it all led to the main event. The main event was what they were plugging throughout the whole thing. The, the, And and if, when you put everything into perspective with it, Nitro was doing good ratings, but until Hall and Nash got there as the outsiders, the ratings were like, Raw Raw didn't lose a whole lot of times. And then when Hall debuted, the the night Hall debuted on Nitro was the first time Nitro went to two hours. Both Raw and Nitro were were two or were uh, one hour shows. Now Nitro was two hours, so it got the jump on Raw by starting at eight. And Raw didn't start till nine. And then you had Hall and Nash there building the intrigue. And I went through it on a past past thing that Greg and I did. We went through all the pay-per-views from 1995. And Hogan was on a handful of WCW pay-per-views in 95. And that year sucked, so it was hard to get through. But Hogan in particular, the crowd was not for him anymore. He was supposed to be the big world-beating baby face, and people just—I mean, he got cheered, but it wasn't like the Hulk Hogan of old, you know. So yeah. that was that was another one. Like I said, DX when it broke up, it was time to break up with Hogan when he turned. It was definitely time to turn. Yes, and then
1: became Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And the villain of WCW, Oh, it was awesome. And then that yeah. whole, that whole that whole decade of the '90s, particularly with WCW, you had Goldberg's undefeated streak. You had you know Sting becoming the Vigilante, the way he before he was like you know not you know the dark Sting that he is. He's well known now. He was more of like a superhero type Sting now. He became the vigilante and then I, he had a state where he did join the NWO for a little bit to my knowledge
0: yeah well well in the sting uh, I mean people affectionately, affectionately refer to that as like surfer sting because he had you know he had the bleach blonde hair the rat tail he was tan he wore neon colors and stuff like that and it's funny that he and the ultimate warrior were tag partners at the early part of their career because when they broke off and went their separate ways they kind of did like a, a similar look uh not exactly the same but both of them really went with the the neon colors and the shouty promos and stuff like that and then yeah then he toned down he didn't talk for a year he stood in the rafters he grew his hair out dark you know grew it out dark and wore a trench coat and painted his face like uh, The Crow from the movie The Crow with uh, Brandon Lee in it. Great movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, have
1: to, I have to throw that in there. So I'm a movie junkie.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was actually, uh, apparently that was a Scott Hall uh, suggestion. He's, he, asked, he was like, you guys seen the crow and they're like yeah and he's like uh, because they were trying to figure out what do we do with Sting and he's like what if he you know what if we make him look like that and, and uh, you know he sits up in the rafters and then they just kept you know it, it grew from there and I he didn't you know. yeah so I mean uh, Scott Hall's a, when Scott Hall wasn't drunk he was a very creative dude
1: <laughs> so
0: this is true when he wasn't drunk <laughs> right which wasn't very often but you know it happened this is but true. yeah it he uh and and sting so sting evolved he didn't join the actual nwo he he joined when they broke off and became uh there was the nwo hollywood which was black and white and then there was the nwo wolf pack which was black and red and he joined that and actually the white in his in his paint and everything he actually started painting it red so he he had red and black paint and As a kid, I thought it was cool. As an adult, I'm like, eh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. And then you transferred over to then WWF uh, when the original three, uh, Hall, Nash, and Hogan, went over back to WWF at the time. Yeah. What could you remember about that transition from... WCW to then going back over to WWF.
0: I felt it was a little random, and it it was a little cool, but at the like at first, but at the same time, I think the cool factor of all the NWOs here wore off pretty quickly because uh, they debuted for the first time at No Way Out, two thousand. I believe yeah 2002 and then the next month for uh, Wrestlemania Hulk Hogan took on The Rock at Wrestlemania X8 and like the next night on Raw he's out of the NWO and you know now it's Nash, Hall and you know they add some people in there whatever
1: I think it was X-Pac afterwards
0: what yeah okay yeah, because I couldn't remember the order. Because if, if anybody looks at the, the downfall of the NWO in WCW, was definitely oversaturation. And when you're just adding anybody to this group, it's no longer the cool group. I mean, you're adding Vincent or Virgil, whatever you want to call him. I thought the Giant was a weird add. Uh, you know, you got Buff buff bagwell was i don't know and then it's just like it's this long list at one point they had big bubba in there aka big boss man and it's just a a, they they watered it down everybody and their mother was in the nwo and then the same thing in uh in wwe i mean as much as i like some of these guys i mean why did like how did booker t fit in the nwo Shawn Michaels, too. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, I feel like the only reason he was added is because they needed, like, a third. Like, like they needed another top guy. Like, Hall was gone because of his uh, substance abuse issues. Uh, you you had Nash, and that was about it. Like, he needed somebody else to step in. He was good pals with Nash. And then, I mean, the NWO just dissolved when Nash tore his quad. And then he's gone, you know? Yeah. So, the end, the end of the old just kind of fell apart at that point.
1: It was like the Bullet Club. You said oversaturate, and they're reminding me, and immediately reminded me of, over New Japan, the Bullet Club. And, yeah. Except, the Bullet Club, you can make an argument, has been, you know, more out there, in a sense. Because you still have members from the Bullet Club in WWE, NXT, you know, Impact kind of, I say kind of, but and overall, I still I still prefer as Impact as TNA. That, that will always be TNA to me.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard. Like I've gotten used to it now, where I call it Impact Wrestling. But uh, yeah, so I it, I TNA was a big thing for me. That's actually how me and my co-host uh, bonded when we first met was because. We were huge fans of TNA, so we kind of bonded over that, and that's why we always try to work in some TNA reviews throughout each month to uh to our show.
1: Oof. Back in the day, man, TNA was awesome. Back in the yeah,
0: day. people awesome. crap on it, but I mean, yeah, you can you you can point out, lol, TNA. Look at all this stupid stuff, and and there was. Trust me, there's plenty, especially going back and watching it later on. There's plenty to point at and laugh at. But it was, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff in TNA. Yep. yep.
1: I always remember, remember people, AJ Styles, two-time WWE champion, came made his name in TNA.
0: Yep. Yep. AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian. Uh, Mojo. Mojo. You know, Samoa Joe Sting
4: for a while. Kurt Angle
0: had and Kurt Angle was in TNA wrestling full time longer than he was in WWE wrestling full time. Think forget. about that. People forget about that. Yeah. Christian Cage was there for a few years. Uh, you know, Sting had some amazing matches there. Oh, it was, you know, it, yeah. Jeff Hardy. I mean, obviously, Jeff Hardy had some bad, you know, memories made there as well. But, you know, it is what it is. But like
1: everyone, like, oh, jeez, I'm trying to think of some words to say. Well, what? He, no, go on. Well,
0: I'll help. I'll help you out here with it. Like you know, since you're talking about uh, TNA, I don't know if you remember when Hulk Hogan came to to uh, TNA. Uh, you remember that? Yes. Okay. Well, do you remember? There for a while and i absolutely hated this but the night he was i think it was one of the i don't know if it was the first night he was there it's one of the first nights he was there scott hall and kevin nash popped up and oh and uh sean waltman six pock x Pac, whatever you want to call him and they tried to you know they basically cut a promo with hulk saying it's like hey man we can do whatever we want here it's you know let's get the band back together and he's like, nah, it's not like that anymore. So they went off and, and formed their own little clique and they just I thought this was lazy but they just called themselves the band and their logo looked like the NWO logo but it said the band and they came out to a weird like rock, it, it was like a weird uh, rip off remix of the NWO theme. I don't know if you remember any of that.
1: I remember a little bit of it. I remember being kind of shit.
0: <laughs> they switched it up after a while to, they changed their colors randomly out of the blue to from white and black to red and black. And then they started coming out to a remix of it. They came out to the end of the, uh, the Wolfpack theme without lyrics. Of course. Yeah. So as they were obsessed with Wolfpack and whatever, and Scott Hall had Wolfpack written on his trunks and whatever. Ooh, I apologize if question. you hear any rain.
1: Good question, free. Before, right. before we end this segment, free, because we're getting stale, as we tend to do here on time to BS, <laughs> but um, <laughs> if you could pick three members of currently on, on WWE's roster that are not named John Cena because that kind of counts. <laughs> Technically, in WrestleMania 36, which was awesome. Uh, if you could pick three members of WWE's current roster to join the NWO, if if WWE were somehow to pull a 25th anniversary special of, w- of the NWO out of their ass, who could you see joining?
0: Because I can think of three immediately. Uh, Off the top of my head, and if we're, I, do, can they be on whatever brand? Yes. Okay, so um, the only two right off the top of my head, kind of obvious ones, I think, would be Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Ooh. Uh, The third one. I don't know, because I mean, if you're going to go with McIntyre would have to turn heel. That would be awesome, (laughs) Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess I would work with McIntyre, you know, turning heel uh roman is the top heel already and i don't know the third guy that wouldn't he he wouldn't have to turn he'd already be heel kind of like roman the only thing i could think of uh, and it would almost be unfair at that point but uh would be like bobby lashley that would be unfair but <laughs> think, yeah
1: but um i could think of three um, all right all three are in, di- are in their own different brands with NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. Adam Cole, Bay hell yeah! Ring of Honor legend. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, AJ Styles.
0: Oh yeah. That'd be
1: great though. AJ would be AJ would be fantastic for the NWO. Uh,
0: he would, yeah. but you know it's the Bullet Club comparisons again yeah. because he was the leader of Bullet Club for a while.
1: And same with Adam Cole. Adam Cole was in Bullet Club for a while over in New Japan, right? Uh,
0: I I think he did pop up in New Japan a couple of times. He was mostly part of their Ring of Honor branch. That's right. right. Yeah, because I think he was the I think he was the the leader in in Ring of Honor, whereas I can't I I don't remember how the the timeline of that. They've had so many leaders because it was like uh, Prince Devitt slash Finn Balor, whatever you want to call him. Kenny Omega. Uh Kenny Omega was last. He came after Styles. So it was like yeah. Devitt, Styles, and then Omega. And I think Adam Cole was just their ring of honor leader. But I don't think he was the official leader of the Bullet Club. I don't think. But I could be wrong. Some nerd can uh you know, at me and you know, let me know at main event underscore marks on twitter
1: um and i have to agree with you on mcintyre i think mcintyre would be great
0: the only thing about that combo is you pick two smaller dudes and then a really big dude Ooh. so That's it'd a- be kind of a weird trio i think
1: oof that's a that's a fair point, actually. How about Kevin As Owens?
0: Far... How about Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens would be decent, I think. Uh, I feel like he's he would be the dude everybody's like every week. Somebody is like, "All right, Owens is gonna go rogue on on the NWO and get kicked out or something," because <laughs> he just has that kind of personality. Yeah,
1: that's true, but uh. I miss
0: alistair Black man. They yeah, I'm so bad. Yeah, I I mean, I am a, like full disclosure, my my co-host watches every show every week, never misses anything. He occasionally wh- misses Dynamite. He's not a big AEW fan. That's usually the one if I'm going to catch one, that's usually the one I watch. Yeah. Uh but I he uh you know he he was talking to me about it because I was like dude the last thing I remember is him telling people to knock on his effing door and I thought that was so stupid. And he said, uh well he was in some big storyline leading up with I don't even remember who now and he said it looked like it was gonna go somewhere and then he's released. So he's like they were doing something with him and then let him go.
1: I will never forget the day they released. Alistair Black and Braun Strowman the same day, I was like, yeah, was nuts. they had something going with Alistair, but with the Dark Father gimmick. That would have been awesome. Yeah. I will always yeah. remember when he debuted also coming out of the coffin. I was like, that right there, if they pull this off correctly, can be as good as, like, the Fiend gimmick. what well, the Fiend was later on, but, like, the undertaker early on. I mean, I was I was thinking of that.
0: Yeah, they could have done something cool with him. The only, the one thing I didn't like and it's a minor thing, but I don't know where like in the last couple of years Vince has got on this kick of wanting sound effects all the time. And when he was when he did his entrance in NXT, he just kind of like raised up whereas when he did it in WWE, they played like a creaking sound.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that
0: either. That, they added the ricochet sound effect, like a bullet ricocheting to the beginning of Ricochet's theme. Uh, freaking Braun Strowman did the damn choo-choo noises. Like, like, and then uh, they added the swords, the, the sword sound effects at the beginning of uh, Drew McIntyre's theme. I'm like, alright. Jesus. Yeah. All right.
1: We're gonna we're gonna take a break. Uh move on to the next segment. Uh Troy, thank you so much for taking your time to do this once again, man.
0: No problem. All right. Anytime, man.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode and we will see you in the next segment. Hello friends, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Time to BS Podcast, part of the Unhinged Sports Network. Now, to thank the sponsors who support this show. Are you looking for your team's favorite gear at the best prices? Look no further than Fanatics.com. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of the Unhinged Sports Network and Time to BS Podcast. Fanatics has some great deals all day, every day. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. U Stadium is home to the best sports fans around. Chat and debate with fans every day and win some great prizes along the way. U Stadium has supported us since the very beginnings of our show at the days of the Sports Cave, and you can support them too. Download U Stadium on Apple and Google today. Time to BS Studios is home to Time to BS Podcasts, the Sports Cave, and BS Sessions. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram, at Time to BS Podcast for updates on future episodes. The Sports Cave streams live weekly on YouTube and BS Sessions is home to the realest talk around. Join the BS Army and follow us on our journey today. Thanks for tuning in, guys, to all those advertisements. Now, as they always say in theaters, enjoy the show, guys.
2: It's time to BS.
1: Oh. <laughs> Time to BS podcast. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. Oh, man. That, that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: It's time to BS.
3: Repeat the sandwich you just <laughs> said for me, please. Have you
4: actually
1: ever ate this? Yes, I did. It's oh, really God. good. God. Yes, I did. It's really oh,
2: good. Huh? A U Stadium podcast.
4: Woo! Woo!
1: Two of episode 109 of Time to BS.
5: Almost two team division.
1: (laughs) (laughs) JT, John, and myself are here to give you all sorts of bullshit and sports content. So, we're gonna close out the show with hopefully, which takes a half hour, um, of previewing the AFC South. So this is probably JT's specialty: the AFC South, being a Colts fan that he is. Um, it's a two-team division. It is a two-team division. I thought you said tag team. I was like, God, God, it's a
5: two-team division.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the best part about recording this show is everything before it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, JT, I'm sorry we got you in this. <laughs> That's fine, man. I appreciate it. Oh man. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Do we have to explain this shit now? Please, no. Let's not. Let's, no. not. let's not. Let's not explain no. this shit. Definitely not. Absolutely okay. not. Oh, this is forbidden. Oh, God. Um. What do you guys think of the Texans? Last place. Their husbands. beens Only been I mean, it's their, their fault in the first place. Their
3: franchise has been a joke ever since its inception in 2002. Like, they've never done anything remotely close to I good. Mean,
1: they had a three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, but that wasn't, Only like, guy in NFL history had two 20-suck seasons. J.J. Watt. Were the,
3: you were the person yourself who said that one per one player can't define a team, right? Yeah,
1: but if you're saying... If you're if you're talking about, like, they haven't done shit... There are teams who have done less than the Texans. There are teams who have done less than the Remember, the Cleveland Browns exist. Yeah, they did go on 16, recently.
3: Okay, the I guess they're really noteworthy.
5: Honestly, but that's more noteworthy than anything the yeah, Cleveland really Browns had. in two seasons managed to go 1-31. Yeah. That's noteworthy. That's impressive. But it takes a special kind of stupid to do that. When it, it takes a kid like to the, Jackson. When it comes to the AFC How the hell
1: that man got hired in the first place with the Browns? I have no idea.
5: Because <laughs> he was regarded as a of good co- offensive coordinator. Yeah, there. sure.
1: The Ra- you you're, You follow the Raiders, too, so you would know that.
5: Yeah, that's why he got hired there, too. Oh, God. I don't know what to think of the Texans. But he
1: actually went eight 8-8 and eight with the Raiders. He did. They got fired still. But yeah. the, the the thing with the Raiders is interest. The, Tex, Raiders, the Texans. Raiders. Texans. Thank you. David Cully, the new head coach of the team. What the hell are they doing? I know he's got 23-plus years of experience,
5: It's not a fun hire, it's not like an exciting hire, it's not a sensible hire. No,
1: it's not. I can't see him
3: meshing with the Sean Watson, that's even if Watson plays. Even if Watson is in the league
1: still, that's the thing.
3: Yeah, if Watson doesn't play the entire year, the the Texans will be looking at the number
5: one overall pick. Probably. Yep. Probably. Probably. I feel like that the worst. The, I feel like seal, their ceiling. Their ceiling is very low. Their bottom is probably oh and sixteen. if and seventeen. Oh seventeen. True. Yeah. That's true.
3: Games. They have more chances to suck this year.
5: <laughs> we'll just go for a nice one and sixteen. That's they'll, okay. Yeah, because they'll split with the Jaguars.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's his face? I, I like what the Texans did from a personnel standpoint. Like, from player perspective. So, I will get the Texans' depth chart out shortly. The acquisitions the Texans made are the following. Justin Britt at center, Marcus Cannon via trade, Lane Taylor uh, beefing up their offensive line, Justin McRae, not terrible, and um, Tyron Taylor, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead. Not bad. But at the same time, is Deshaun Watson playing?
3: Yeah. Deshaun Watson doesn't play. i say the Texans ceiling is maybe... Uh, Three, four wins. Five and 12 at best. Yeah. Four, mm, and, th- that's four and 13. God, I
1: forgot the 17-game season. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I completely forgot about that.
3: But realistically, they'll probably go like two and fifteen if Watson doesn't play. If Watson
1: doesn't, if if Watson plays, that team is is, is ridiculously different. That team is unbelievably different. Yeah, you're looking at what you're you the the whole difference. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about one player does not change the outcome of a team. However, Deshaun Watson is different.
5: I feel like when you're talking quarterbacks, there's different yeah, from why talking. Why are you shaking your head, JT? Why are you shaking your head?
3: Plays. He hasn't done anything in the playoffs. He got embarrassed. In one me. game,
5: one playoff, one playoff win. Yeah, we're not even talking about doing he anything to... in the playoffs. The playoffs,
3: it's, uh, it's... Wasn't we're the talking Lawson's about only win in the playoffs over a Derek Carr-less Raiders.
1: That's, that's not that was Brock Osweiler. That was pre- oh, oh, his first okay. playoff win okay. was uh, Josh Allen collapsing. Which, by the way, that bill seems really good. Yeah, no, Josh good.
3: Allen had the worst playoff game of his career ever, and the last time they played in the playoffs, they got embarrassed by the Colts 21 nothing.
1: That's a fair point.
5: Yeah, we're not even talking playoff. We're yeah, talking we're, regular season If we're talking wins.
1: regular season specifically.
5: In gain and gaining wins compared okay. to Sean not having okay. Watson.
1: If Deshaun Watson, Watson plays, plays if Deshaun Watson plays, what is this Texans team? 9-8. 7 wins. I go 9 I would pick nine. I'd say nine and eight. I don't I like. Think the coo- I feel two. like it's going
5: to be a slow start, regardless, due to the new coaching.
1: Yeah, a, that, I don't think they're a playoff team. though. I do mm. not think they're a playoff team. Texans have zero running game. That's not true. Yes, it is. That's not true. It's David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead. That's deep. That's deep at running back. It's not great, but it's deep.
3: Rex Burkhead is maybe a third down specialist. You know, pass catcher type role. That's Philip Lindsay, though, but. Philip Lindsay, no, he's more of like a power back. He runs in between the tackles. That's David Johnson, though. David Johnson's a hybrid, dude. That's a fair point. David Johnson, he could run outside, inside, and catch passes. He could line what? up at wideout. Did Drew
1: Holiday just miss that layup, by the way? I think it, so. Of course he did. It's Drew Holiday. Um. Okay, let's go to the team that had the first overall pick in the NFL draft, being the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: Well, with the first overall pick in the draft, the only thing you could do was take Trevor Lawrence. Well,
1: yeah, it's obvious.
3: But then the next pick is just a head-scratcher, Travis Etienne from uh, Clemson. Why? You just had a 1,000-yard rusher last year as a rookie, who is literally on his rookie contract. Yeah. What can Travis Etienne bring to the table that James Robinson
5: hasn't? In his first year. And I don't like the Urban Meyer hire. I'm slowly starting to grow on it. Uh, It reminds me of Steve Spurrier going to Washington. Not as bad.
3: The only thing I like about the Jaguars is they're giving Tim Tebow a chance to play
5: football. Again. Oh, for the love of or God. Nick, <laughs> or <come> Nick <laughs> Saban going to the Dolphins. That's the only interesting
3: pounds. thing about the Jaguars this year. They have Tim Tebow on oh, the, the roster.
1: You Is the only interesting thing about the Jaguars? <laughs> they you must Trevor
3: Lawrence. Man, you must be joking. Trevor Lawrence doesn't interest me too much.
5: That's more interesting He's got you there. than Tim He's got Tebow. He's got you there. That's more interesting than Tim Tebow. He's got you there. He's got me there. They have an Urban Meyer. That's interesting to me. He's got like me there.
1: The Trevor Lawrence has done everything in college. And it's just... Which rookie quarterback are you talking more? Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence? Zach Wilson. Exactly. he's on the Jets. Exactly. Because exactly.
5: the more interesting that he's on the Because jet. the Jets. <laughs> the Jaguars are just not an interesting team. That's a fair point. I feel like Irvin Meyer trying to coach pros is going to be the most interesting team. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, that'll
1: be fun. Their roster, though, isn't that bad. Their roster, though, doesn't look that bad. Am I the only
5: one who thinks? Am I the only who thinks this? I think four I to seven. I can't be the only who thinks this. Four to seven wins. Four. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Playoffs. No. Second place. No, third place. I mean, second I to think
1: th- I. I still think they finished last in that division, though.
5: Depends if Deshaun Watson plays or if not. If Deshaun
1: Watson plays, it depends Watson on the Texans' What the hell is going on with the Texans? What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? It's the same shit with the Packers. What is going to happen? Because Green Bay is a significantly different team without Aaron Rodgers.
3: I think both teams turn into a dumpster
5: fire.
1: Please. Please. I think, for the sake of the Packers like fans the, to most, to shut the that's fuck
5: the up. that's the most likely outcome, honestly. Packer, Rodgers is in play? And the most likely outcome is that eventually both Watson and Rodgers are going to be off the teams they're on and both teams will go straight dumpster fire for a couple good, years. Good. Good
1: for me in the NFC West. That's good for me. Thank you. Perfect. Because then Chicago will be the. Chicago's were an interesting team than Green Bay.
5: They are. They, they are.
1: are.
3: Don't you think Trevor Lawrence has a little bit too much pressure put on his shoulders being labeled as the greatest, most generational quarterback prospect since possibly Andrew
1: Locke? Well, you did the, well, it happened the same thing with Andrew Locke, yeah. yeah. like don't Joe Burrow that started the same get, thing. Don't
3: you think that's going to either blow up his ego a little bit, make him believe he's a little bit better than he is? or it's going to cause him to buckle down in the first few weeks
1: can we agree on this one thing though Trevor Lawrence has got fantastic hair he's got fantastic hair I don't know no, that's a he's got that he's got fantastic hair I would kill to have that hair well yeah, I kind of have long hair though but
5: it's not the Trevor Lawrence mane it's
1: not the Trevor Lawrence mane though that looks, he looks like a lacrosse player though JT why are you shaking your head
3: Trevor Lawrence yeah. the first time I saw him I thought he was a girl his hair is long enough to be a girl. He would look like a hot woman, though. That's enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Colts. Let's okay. go to Indianapolis. Oh man, that was funny. That was funny. Um, Indianapolis. What we got? Devin Booker. Oh Jesus! What a block Holiday! Nice. There I'm goes Aiden. In, There's Aiden. I was looking for him. So, where do you want to start with the Colts? Eh? I don't know. I don't know what to think of this team. Uh, I think,
5: I'd say seven to um. 12 I think they win wins. the division. Seven to twelve wins, depending on how Carson Wentz. plays. I think they win the division.
1: JT, why are you? I've always Carson Wentz. Played JT wants they to they shoot do. me. Why is that? I've
3: believed in this team for so many years. We've gone through I think five different starting quarterbacks in the past five years it's a fucking quarterback carousel with this team and you just don't know what's gonna happen with a new quarterback that's Wentz could be anything he could be he a could... top 15 quarterback he or could he be could...
5: 2017 Wentz he could be
3: 2020 well, he's not gonna Wentz. be 2017 Wentz that's literally the best absolute best case scenario yeah well, or maybe he go back to 2018 2019 Wentz but but this is not that great but if Tarson Wentz returns like maybe 2020 Wentz they're like two and six in their first eight games, we might be seeing the Jacob
5: Eason season. Oh,
3: gosh. We might be seeing Jacob Eason taking snaps. I feel and like, that, ro- I feel like that, that
5: roster is good enough that even if Wentz plays like shit, they can win at least remember, eight games. Because you got to remember, the
3: Colts agreed to a trade where they said, hey, if Carson Wentz plays 75% of snaps, including the playoffs, we'll give you a first-round pick, Philadelphia. Oh, God, please oh play. Oh, God, they, might, pull, they so, might
5: end up playing Jacob Eason. So...
3: If he plays 70% snaps or less, I believe, then it's a second-round pick. If he turns into a dumpster fire, they're going to try and keep that first-rounder.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Don't fuck this up, please, JT. Colts, you speak for all Colts fans. Do not fuck this up.
5: Don't give up your first-round pick.
3: No, worst-case scenario, we lose our first-round pick because Wentz turns into a good quarterback and we maybe make a divisional run win the division make it to the
1: divisional round maybe this is realistically depending on who you match up with in the wild card round this is realistically the best situation that could have happened to Carson Wentz though the second it's the best
5: best place he could go to the
1: second Phil Rivers retired that that Carson Wentz was being traded to the Colts that was obvious that was blatantly obvious I knew it you knew it. I knew it.
3: I didn't want to accept the fact that he was coming here because he's such an unknown after 2020, like I said. He's such an unknown. He is. That's a fair point. But the other parts of the Colts, you know, they look promising. They have T.Y. Hilton. They have good defense. They have T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver. They got Michael Pittman as a second wide receiver. Zach Pascal, And then your depth is Paris Campbell at the four. And, uh... After that, maybe that kid they picked in the second round, Str- Mike Strahan. Mike Stra... How do you say his Strickland? last name?
1: Give me a second. I'm going to find this.
3: But, yeah, their running back court
1: is great. Their running back court is fantastic.
3: They have the best running back trio in the league. Maybe that's my bias. Quadruple. But Quadruple, maybe. Jordan Wilkins won't get snaps, I hate to say. It, but Mike Jordan- Strahan. But, yeah... He's decent. He's very lengthy. He's like 6'5. He bowled out in a division three school.
1: JJ Nelson too is still around. I do like here's the thing. When Costanzo retired, they needed a left I texted you this. They needed a left tackle somehow.
3: Yeah, and they disappointed me at the first signing. They picked up Sam Tevy. That was a weird one. Yeah, and I was I like, why would you that. sign this guy? He was like the worst left tackle in the league. Maybe like bottom ten
5: left tackle in the league. I didn't think anyone was going to sign him until, like, maybe training camp.
1: And then they signed Eric Fisher, which I told you. They needed Eric Fisher. Yeah, but we... As, as a fellow offensive lineman, it'll be fine. Yeah, he got it. It'll be good. It'll be fine. Um... And then...
5: Tennessee. I, would I don't know what to think of this team. First place ceiling, second place floor. I think third place floor. Who do you think's better than them? Just Jacksonville. Thought, Somehow Jacksonville. I you think Jacksonville's better no, than No, I'm saying three? all lookers hurt. Oh,
1: fuck. oh Oh, fuck.
5: Okay. Oh, no. Not good, man. Not good.
3: I feel like at least one player on every single NBA playoff game this season has gotten injured. Yeah,
5: because they played too many games back-to-back in, like, only one good. day's rest.
1: He's good. Yeah, he's good. So, um... He great hair.
3: If I had to make a prediction for the AFC South, I'd say... Colts finish twelve and five, first place in the AFC South. Titans eleven and six. The Jaguars would be maybe six and eleven. That's a And and the Texans would be in my prediction three and fourteen.
1: You know I can't get this on my mind though. Devin Booker's hair looks like an asparagus. <laughs> he does. It's kind I'm not of crazy, gra- right? Look at and it. And now I'm Look looking at now. his hair. He looks like a fucking
5: asparagus. He really does. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I can't get that out
1: of my head now. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> 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 oh man! But Tennessee's got a lot of promise. Their defense is promising, are than their secondary.
5: That secondary is going to get torched. Their secondary is hot garbage. It's going to get torched by any team with a competent pass. Dang, hear me out
3: here. Tennessee has a pretty decent offensive line, right? So, the running, yes. the running game is going to be strong. Derrick yes. Henry's not going to run for 2,000 yards again, but 15... If he does. Oh, but, my God. But, like, 1,500 is reasonable, right? Yeah. That's yes, going to open that's up... Reasonable. That secondary's
5: going to make it so any team that has a solid um receiving core with a decent quarterback is going to torch that well, secondary. Well, here's the thing.
1: The, the Titans also brought in a, a third receiver in, jo, in Josh Reynolds from the Rams.
3: Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. Well, what I was going to say was, is the running game is going to open up what they like to do a lot, and that's go deep with a play-action pass. And who do you think they're going to be throwing to? Julio Jones. Julio Jones.
1: Why is this guy wearing a Dwayne Wade jersey in Phoenix?
5: I don't know Who the hell knows? Who is this guy?
1: Why would he there? Hey, dude, I think you went into the wrong coast, man.
5: Yeah. You
1: went into the wrong, wrong coast. Wrong year. Those those Miami Vice jerseys for the Heat are beautiful. They right? are. They're beautiful jerseys. If the one if the NBA has gotten things right in the past, it's their jerseys. They're beautiful, right? They are. They're fucking gorgeous. Um, part of me wants to pick Tennessee, but which Ryan Tannehill are you going to get? Are you going to get
5: Tennessee? But honestly, no team in the AFC South really has a guarantee of solid quarterback play. Exactly. That's a good point. No team. Yeah, because Ryan Tannehill, I'd take over Carson Wentz today. Yeah, I would too. Unfortunately, I'd say the
1: same. Unfortunately, yeah. But like, okay, better team overall, Tennessee or Indianapolis. On paper, which team are you taking?
3: Well, you know the reason why I'm going to go with the Colts is overall they just have more talent. Yes, yes. Indianapolis, the Tennessee Carson Titans, Wentz the better play. F- they have the Colts outclassed at wide receiver and running back, but not running back depth. Like their offensive line is decent, but it's nowhere near as good as the Colts' offensive yes. line. Carson Wentz, if he returns to like 2018, 2019 form,
1: 2017 form, even better.
3: Yeah, but that but that's a long shot. Like if he returns to 2018, 2019 Carson Wentz. He'll give C- Ryan Tannehill and the Titans a run for their money for the division.
1: Yes. Yes. But.
3: And when you got Darius Leonard uh, leading the defense, man, you know, there's not much to worry about this there. This is
1: so interesting. I think P.J. Tucker just got kicked out of the game.
5: Oh, shit. shit.
1: I think P.J. Tucker just got technical foul on Devin Booker. Let's see.
5: Well, that's Drew no, Holiday. That's, a, that's very major. He got kicked out.
1: Dan, where would you rank the
3: AFC South's defense uh, first to worst? First to worst.
1: Colts, Colts worst. best. I think the Colts are the best. Colts? The Colts are the best strictly because they're secondary. Colts? That's secondary. Yeah, is Titans. Beautiful. Titans, I'd put second. Ten- t- Tennessee maybe is there. Jacksonville's defense was not that bad, though. People forget that. Yeah,
5: I'd say your Tennessee second, Jacksonville has to be third. Jacksonville's got to
1: be third. And
5: the Houston Texans are, you know... Texans knows.
1: are... Oh, God. I don't know where... Oh, shit. And They're
5: just a mess. Yeah, that's going to be what's going to make them lose games regardless of who's throwing the ball. Really good shot. And it's
3: and a tie game that? for the NBA Finals. Game two. Connaughton just hit one to make it 41-41. This is a good final. This is going to be a good this series. This is anybody's ben game. Booker for three. I think that's a two-pointer. man. That was it two? I think it was. One it two. That was oh three, look at I that! I thought his free
1: I thought his foot was on the line. Holy shit. How about that? Um I don't know. This is tricky. It's pretty usual. Coaching though. What do you think coaching? What about coaches? Are we going co- what about coaches? Where do you write to coaches? Um, that's tough. Um, that's Frank tough. Reich, Urban Frank Reich, Harvard Meyer, Mike Rabel, David Colley Easy.
5: David Cully, spot
1: him. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're going to get on of Urban Meyer, I'd put third. I'd put Urban Meyer second. Because you put, got the respect of Urban Meyer.
5: He's a co- as a college coach, college coaches don't always pan out, especially the girls. Yeah, ones.
1: I mean, the best example would be Jim Harbaugh and Pete Carroll, other than who, who are are going to get?
3: My order would be Mike Vrabel, then Frank Reich, then Cully,
5: then Urban Meyer. I nice
3: shot
1: by Crowder. Yeah,
5: you because know, Cully at least was a. He had experience, and Coach. Urban Meyer's never had experience. Yeah, he's been straight college and that's a different game. Yeah. So that's, like, it reminds me of Nick Saban with the Dolphins or Steve Spurrier. Yeah, but that was the Boston. Dolphins though. And this is the Jaguars. True point. <laughs> I feel like the Jaguars haven't been any better than the Dolphins the You know what's the funny
1: part about this? The Jacksonville Jaguars have had more success in 20 years than the Dallas Cowboys have had in 30 years.
5: Yeah, but that's, that's embarrassing a, You could not Good luck telling that To any Cowboy fan I could call
1: someone Give me a second I'm gonna call him This is gonna be first I gotta find him Where is he? There you are Uh No you're there Yeah I'm gonna call him This is gonna be funny, shot. This could be great. You're <laughs> gonna love this shit. <laughs> please pick up, I
5: swear God, please pick up. he doesn't really. I hope he picks up, ma'am. I really do. Leave it, that's a voicemail. Please pick up dude.
1: Jason, please pick up. Your call has been Damn it, you piece of shit. I'll text him. Have had more success in twenty years than Dallas has <laughs> in thirty.
5: <laughs> Just thought I'd say something. What do you think about cowboy fans have kind of become like the main target for when you wanna fuck with fans? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking funny shit though. But um, think of,
5: that's like every other fan base has no problem fucking with cowboy fans. I
1: think they like could take it. Yeah,
5: because it's broke back They're brokeback mountain. Yeah,
1: that's a reference for those who don't get that one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's asleep. <laughs> I hope he is. Oh man, and JT's asleep especially. <laughs> <laughs> He's face deep in his phone, of course. All right, let's take a quick break because we got one more topic to get to.
2: It's time to BS.
1: If you could have four sandwiches to have for the rest of your life, what would they be? Now, there are rules to this. It can't be a burger. It can't be a hot dog. It can't be a quesadilla.
2: A U-Stadium podcast.
1: All right, before we close things off for the remainder of the show, uh, we got a couple... Trade rumors, and discussing some ESPN bullshit that's been going on with Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols, because we forgot to talk about that. Did you hear about this? No, I did not. Really? You did not hear about this crap? What else? So, Maria Taylor, who made most of her fame over in the college football side of things of ESPN, uh, gets, who also does NBA Countdown, um... She was given the sideline report... She was given the right to host the pregame show, The Jump. For the NBA Finals? For the NBA Finals over Rachel Nichols, who hosts The Jump. Rachel Nichols was given the sideline reporter job over Doris Burke. For some reason, I don't know why. That's a whole other story for another day. Um, Good shot. But, um... It's interesting because there's racism involved. And, and like... Rachel Nichols was right in this case because it's a corporate thing. Um, Rachel Nichols basically said in a leaked video that, "Hey, the only reason ESPN brought Maria Taylor to the host in first place is for minority points." She's not wrong. She's not wrong in this case, but it's also a fucked up thing to say. It's fucked up because now Rachel Nichols might be forced to leave ESPN in this case? I don't know. I, it's I, it's true. I
5: feel like it's going to end up like that, but she'll end up back on her feet. It's going to be messy, though. It's going to hey, be you messy. You can't say something like that. You can't. You can't.
1: I don't even know where i to say this go because, you know, we're, we're on, you know, a network. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, one more thing before we close things out: Vladimir Tarasenko is available. For the St. Louis Blues, I guess who's been linked to him?
5: Who? Files? Mm-hmm. Well, what would they give up? I don't know, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like the price would be so damn high that they would hurt the team. Here's the problem: St.
1: Louis. He's in the final year of like
5: a. Oh, Giannis is hurt again. Oh. Oh no. Oh
3: no, shot, bro.
5: Uh-oh. Oh, just uh, back. This is not good. I think it's just back. That's not good.
3: No, he looks like he's getting
1: up. He's already he's getting up. Yeah, yeah, but it's not he's a just good an NBA shot. player. He's always, he's laying down the floor, just like a nap. No, he's limping a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he's limping a bit.
5: He's gonna keep playing to the finals.
1: Yeah, he lobbed the Chris Paul. No shit. Yeah, Whereas Chris Paul's a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I, I want to get you know your thoughts in particular on this job, because Tarasenko is a great player when healthy. Yes. That's the thing. Emphasis when healthy.
5: healthy, when healthy, and the price the Islanders would have to pay, would it's going to be more than a first. It's going to hurt crack. the chemistry of their team. Yes, but here's the and problem. and that's what makes them. Here's succeed. the
1: issue, though. Nick Letty is also going to get traded. Jordan Everly is going to get sent to Seattle. One of those two is going to get sent to is, is going to get sent to the Kraken.
5: I don't think you can afford to lose too much
1: depth. You're, you can afford to lose Letty, though, because. Their defensive pro, their defense, their pro, the defenseman prospects are very good. <clears throat> Jeez, they're passing of the Suns, holy shit! Devin Booker, he's got that Kobe S to him though. He does. He has that Kobe step back. It's fantastic. Whoa, nice that was job good, play. Very yeah, good play. DeAndre Eaton's amazing. He looks like he's forty. Eaton, it, DeAndre Eaton looks like he's forty. Wow, a Tim Hardaway jersey from the from the Phoenix Suns. That's a throwback.
5: <laughs> that fan base is loyal though. They are. That's a loyal fan base. That's why you gotta be glad to see it. For them. Oh, it's fantastic. Because they stuck by through ye- a decade of years stress. of bullshit.
1: Years of absolute heartbreak and bullshit.
5: Yeah. Like, that's a fan base that earned it.
1: See, doesn't DeAndre Aiden look like he's 40? He does. Doesn't he look like it? Yeah. He looks like Carmelone.
5: That's a funny joke. <laughs> yeah, we that's good Yeah, we don't talk about Carl Malone on this show. Oh, My god. Woo Kids might be listening. We Maybe before the Carl network Malone. day.
1: Maybe before when we were on the, before Unhinged. Holy shit. We could talk about Carl Malone. Oh, that was funny. Alright. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Tied to BS podcast. Be sure to tune in every week. Uh every weekday. Uh, well, not every weekday. Well, every Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on unhingedsn.com. JT, welcome aboard. Yeah,
3: it's been a pleasure.
1: Welcome aboard, man. You're going to love this crap. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you around next time.